Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Today we have some tests, some amazing and powerful testimonies in the house. The first testimony is from James Akins. He's a member of the Photography Basanta. And he says, my testimony is about how the prophecies of our mother have changed my life and brought great people my way. Last year, June, I was when one of my colleagues came to tell me that someone was looking When I went outside, it was a man I didn't know. He was a representative of the U.S. ambassador. He said the U.S. ambassador wanted to visit my company, and he chose the branch in Kumasi, even though the headquarters is in Accra. He scheduled a meeting for me with him, and instead of, of the expected 15 minutes, we spoke for an hour and 30 minutes. Weeks later, I got invited to Accra just to meet her again. We ate from the same bowl and she drove me back to our office in Accra in her car. I now organize meetings for my CEOs just to meet him. The U.S. ambassador is now a good friend of mine. I believe that this is because of the prophecies and prayers from my mother. Thank you very much, mommy, for letting our lights for letting your light shine on some of us. Hallelujah. Our next testimony is from Josephina Opong from the New Sites region in Delisa Annex Center. She's also a film star. And she says, my testimony is about divine provision. I'm a fee-paying student and last semester, I could only pay 70% of my fees. I couldn't check my results because of it and I also couldn't register my courses. One Sunday, mommy said in church that if you have not paid your fees, you should come forward. I went forward to shake her hand and she prayed for me. Getting to medicines, I called my father and reminded him of the fees. He said he could only pay on 18th March. Medicine was supposed to start on 16th March. I also told my regional head, MFA, and she said we should keep praying and also told me to text mommy about it. They had sent a message too that if you don't pay by Sith March, send exams. Hey! I was scared at first, but I covered my fears with Peter Lover rehearsals. I believed in God that my labor will not be in vain. After Peter Lava on the 6th of March, I'd forgotten completely that I was owing fees. On Monday, another message came and said that the, me that the deadline for payment of fees has been postponed to 13th March. Hey, my father called that he might get the money on Wednesday, so we should keep praying. 
by the grace of God, he got it on Wednesday and the bill was cleared. I want to tell the church that we should really believe in the prayers of mommy and do the work of God well because our, our labor will never be in vain. Hallelujah. We've come to my favorite part of the service where I get to be blessed, where you get to be blessed. For some time we've been learning about the Holy Spirit and I just can't wait for what I'm going to learn today. If you're, ex if you're as excited as I am, put your hands together, stand to your feet and help me welcome Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Everybody, we thank God for another Sunday morning. And, you know, I have to say, e-church is becoming interesting. I thank God for all the things that have gone on so far. The testimonies were fantastic. And for all the other ministrations that we have had. And I believe that you've had a good time. Well, over here, we have had a good time. Mm -hmm. And it's now time for the word. Hallelujah. I have been speaking about the Holy Spirit in times like these. These are not special, uh, are not simple days. These are special times. These are not ordinary times. These are new times, things we've not been through before. And we are learning about the Holy Spirit and how he can help us even today. It's been such a pleasure teaching about it. And today I want to speak to you about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. But let us pray. Father, thank you so much for all that has gone on in these few days that we have been under lockdown. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for keeping us that in a time that is so fraught with danger, you have just watched over us and covered us. We are so grateful. I ask that you will stretch forth your hand upon us as we listen to your word. Holy Spirit, you are the best teacher. Teach us of yourself and help us in our infirmities. Help us in our weakness. I thank you for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit in times like these, and it's important that the Holy Spirit is the one who we have. If you remember last week, there were a couple of scriptures that I read to you. One of them was John chapter 16 and verse 7 which says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. These are words of Jesus. And I remember the first time I read these words, and they, they, it puzzled me because I felt that, well, if Jesus was around today, I mean, every problem that I have, if I meet him, it will be sorted out. But then I grew to realize that Jesus had confined himself in a human body. He could only have been in one place at one time. He couldn't have been everywhere. And that was why he said, it's better for you that I go. If I go, then the Holy Spirit will come. He says in John 15, 26, in introducing the Father, the, the Holy Spirit to us, he says, But when the Comforter is come, who I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. 
And last week I said to you that we we saw that this came to pass. And in Acts chapter 2, we see that that the Holy Spirit actually did come. They had the evidence of speaking in tongues. But then I have to say that they had much more. It wasn't just the Holy Spirit coming upon them with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But so many other things began to happen. I want to read for you a few scriptures. Now, let me just say to you that when you're learning something about God, when you're learning something about Christianity, the best reference you could ever have is the Bible. And so always go back there and cross-check and see, as they say, see whether those things are so. If it is in the scripture, then we can follow it. Hallelujah. So let's look at some of the things that happened because these men who we used to know suddenly changed after their encounter with the Holy Spirit. And it's all over the place. Look at Acts chapter 13. In verse 2, the Bible says that as they ministered to the Lord. So they were just having a time of prayer and, you know, just being with the Lord. And they fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. I wonder how he spoke to them. But in whatever way he spoke to them, they said the Spirit was the one who said it. So in other words, they lived with a certain consciousness of who the Holy Spirit is. Is a certain consciousness that you and I seem to have lost. Yes. Last week I read to you my favorite scripture when I'm talking about this, which is Acts chapter 15 and verse 28, where in order to resolve the dispute about whether Gentiles should be circumcised or not, there was a meeting, and when they were now coming to relay the answer to the people, they said, Acts 15:28. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. In other words, they were conscious of the fact that thing that they did, the Holy Spirit was present. Acts 20, I told, I shared with you last week about how Paul talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit witnesses. He said, everywhere that I go, I hear that when I go to Jerusalem, some things will happen. But he keeps on saying that it's the Holy Ghost that is saying it. I wonder if you have ever said to somebody, listen to what the Holy Spirit has told me. Normally, we don't talk like that. And I want to say that the reason why we don't talk like that is because our mind is not like working that way. We are sort of seeing things in a different way. And I'm sure that you agree with me that and it goes on and on and on throughout the scriptures so it's very clear that they had a certain understanding of the holy spirit and the holy spirit was was real to them and this is what brings me to today's sermon or today's teaching about the fellowship of the holy spirit what exactly are we saying now before i talk in detail about what we're saying with the fellowship fellowship with the holy spirit there are a few things that we need to learn the first and the most important thing that you and i must begin to understand is that the holy spirit is a person the person of the Holy Spirit. The greatest deception and the greatest evil that Satan ever did to us was to make us believe that the Holy Spirit is not God, mm-hmm. to make us believe that he is a third party and inferior, mm-hmm. to make us believe that he is not important. Mm-hmm. So we say it all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our minds unconsciously, that 
place is not important, you see. And by so doing, he has robbed us thing that could ever have happened to us Christ as our Lord and Savior. Stay with me, you'll understand what I'm saying. In Ephesians 6:11, the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles are the tricks. The deceptions, the ways, you know, the cartoons that come showing us the enemy with a horn and a tail and something. If it was like that, we'll just shoot him dead one way and it's finished. But it's not like that. He comes, it's trickery. And it is so subtle. You see, if I say right now that the Holy Spirit is a person, you'll see that the first time you hear it cry, you even have an N. Mm. What's that? You see, a check as if to say it is not so. And then, when you begin to apply your mind to it, then you begin to get confused and say that, oh, but how? And the question that comes up immediately is that, how can he be three in one? Mm-hmm. Well, how can anything be three in one? I want to give you two examples. I have been over this before, but I'm taking my time to go over it again because it's so important and so essential to your welfare that you understand who the Holy Spirit is. And I need to tell you that even if I preach to you for half a day, it's not enough. You need to begin to study it yourself. Are you understanding me? Study the subject of the Holy Spirit yourself. You need to, to, to do that. And you must go into the, the, your Macarius, take out the books on the anointing, and then the new ones, the anointing and the flow of, you know, so many of these books. And just study. They will help you to understand where we are at today. Hallelujah. But let's look at two things which I think will help you to understand how something can be three and yet one. The first analogy is, I want you to think about the sun. The sun is in the sky, if you look, the star of the sun. But the sun has two other components, equally important. It has light and it has heat. And you see, they are so one that we don't think of them as separate. Mm. But the sun is up there where I'm standing in those two. I'm not seeing the sun, but it's there. Mm. What I'm experiencing as I stand here is the light. Mm. And to some degree, the heat. Mm. Are you seeing it? But the sun is there. The sun is there. Is it three sons? No. Or is it one? Wow. That's the three in one. And you see, you can even see that in a certain way, sometimes one component can be missing. Yeah. When you go outside abroad, where I believe you'll be going to do some, you know, some business or some work, you know, or something, you'll discover that the sun can be shining. In fact, the coldest days in winter are the days on which the sun is shining its brightness, brightest. In winter, so the sun is there, the light is there. Zero heat, the temperature can even be minus 32. Mm. Nothing, not one bit of heat. Mm. You see, you can also have situations where there is no light. I did my further studies in a country where there was a part of the country for almost three months, there is no light. So the sun is working, it's working, it's there. It doesn't, it doesn't bring any light, and actually, it didn't bring any heat to up there at that time. You know, so and but they are still they are one, and you see that they are distinct, but they are one. In the same way, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three and yet so distinct, so distinct. Each one has his personality. Each one has his what he does and how he does it. Second example. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, we read a scripture that tells us that we ourselves are three in one. 
It says, the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you are a spirit. You are a soul. You have a body. Are you three? <laughs> are you three people? So. No, you are still one. And yet these three parts of you are distinct and different. Body. That's what you bath every day. I hope you are still bathing even though we're under hey! lockdown. Mm. <laughs> under lockdown, you are still bath. That's your outside. Your soul, where your mind, your intellect, and your emotions are. That's one too. And I hope you have been studying. Mm. So when you are studying, where it goes and packs itself, that's wow. your mind. That's your mind. It's not in your body. Mm. It's in your mind. Hey. Hey. Then you have your inner man. That's your spirit. And that is the real you. And yet when I call you, it's not your inner man that comes. Your body has to come for your spirit to also come. But one day, your spirit will leave. Mm. And when your spirit leaves, what is left there is your body. You two, you are three in one. Are you three people? No. Mm. But each of these three has distinct features. I have given these two examples just to help us to understand the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Now, there's a second thing that I have to work out and show you. And that now comes to certain words that are used when we think about the Holy Spirit. Now, so now the second thing has to do with the symbols. When we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we quickly think about a fire because the Bible does talk about that. We talk, think about oil wind, a bird, the dove, you know, and, and all these things fix themselves in our minds and make us think that the Holy Spirit is one of them. But he isn't. These are symbols. These are things which tell us of the nature of the Holy Spirit. Something about him that's like an oil. As he enters into your life, what does oil do? What does the wind do? Now, but before I get into that, let me show you again from scripture so that you can understand it. If you insist on saying that the Holy Spirit is oil, then you should also say that Jesus is a lamb. <laughs> but the same Jesus who is a lamb is also described as a lion. Mm. And you see that it's talking about aspects, some, some attributes of Jesus. Jesus, he was referred to as a lamb because he knew he was going to be slaughtered. He knew he was going to die a certain kind of death. And like a lamb, he just went to be slaughtered like that. He is also a lion. You cross him at a certain place. A lion roars, mm. you see. And in some of his dealings, he roared. You know, that doesn't mean that he's a lion walking. <laughs> and in the same way, the Holy Spirit, these, these attributes are given, you know, the one that people quote the most, Luke, uh, is in Luke 4, I believe, where Jesus was being baptized, and the Bible says that the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came down as a dove, signifying the gentleness and the beauty of the Holy Spirit. It's not that your life is in the hands of some bird flying around, just comes to fly and go, you know. So, why am I saying what I'm saying? Let's go to scripture. Look at something. Acts chapter 7, verse 51. He stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You do always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do ye. You resist the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can be resisted. What does it mean to resist something? It means to oppose. 
Can you resist wind? If wind is coming, it's coming. Hmm. Can you resist oil? If it's coming, it's coming. You see, so you should see that a person is can be resisted, but a thing cannot be resisted. Let's move on. Ephesians chapter four, verse thirty. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you were sealed unto the day of redemption. How do you grieve the wind? How do you grieve the wind? But the Holy Spirit, he can be grieved. And you see that word grieve, it means to feel pain. Wow. Yeah, to feel pain. And it can be pain in body, it can be pain in mind. Some kind of mental anguish, some kind of physical anguish. I ask you today, how does oil feel anguish? <laughs> how does wind feel anguish? You should see that there's something more than that. The Holy Spirit, he doesn't just hurt. It's not just hurt, it's deeper. Grief is deeper mm. than hurt. And the Holy Spirit can be grieved. Clearly, he's a person. Wow. 1 Thessalonians 5.19, one of the shortest scriptures in the Bible. Quench not the spirit. Mm. Quench not the spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit can be quenched. It's a person mm. that you quench. Not oil. Wow. Not a bed. Mm. Hey. Isaiah 63 verse 10. It says, but they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he was turned to be their enemy and fought against them. Hey, the spirit can be vexed. Hmm. To be vexed, it means to be afflicted, to be tormented, depending on the uh, version you're using. Some use different words to help you to understand the concept. You can see that they are talking about a person. Hmm. He can be angry, can be vexed. You see, so all of these were these words show us from the attributes that we are dealing with the person of the Holy Spirit, and you can see it even more from the scripture that we're going next, which brings us to where we ended last week, Second Corinthians thirteen and verse fourteen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion. Some some say, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. How do you fellowship with wind? How do you fellowship with oil? How do you fellowship with a bed that just comes and lies and goes? How do you fellowship with fire? You need to see that he's a person. In the day that you understand that he's a person, so many things begin to clear up because you can talk to a person. Because you can flow with the person. You don't have flow with oil. I had a bottle of oil somewhere, I put it there, then I'm fellowshipping with it. It's not, it's not likely, it's not even right. And so for the rest of today, I'm going to be showing you how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I'm first of all going to do this by looking into the words, the, the words that are written there. You see, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we are here, we are enjoying his grace. The grace that came to us when he gave up his life, you know, for us. It's a grace that came. The love of God was what sent him. But now we are here to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I need to say to you that the Holy Spirit is the one who is here. Mm. He is right here on earth. In the Old Testament, throughout the Old Testament, God the Father was the one speaking or they were dealing with him directly as he gave the Old Testament laws and things like that. And the Holy Spirit only came, sat on a few people, but he was there. 
Jesus was also there. And I shared all this with you last week. In the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John shared walked around here. And then we come to the dispensation of the Spirit. Jesus said that as he's going, he's coming, and he's going to be here throughout until it's time we and if you can understand this, I'll see that he's a person and you now understand where we are going as we continue. So let us look at what then can we do with the Holy Spirit. That word communion, it also means fellowship. Mm -hmm. To fellowship with the Holy Spirit. When you are fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, you are not praying to him. That's not what he asked you to do. How would we fellowship? When you come around, you come around my office and we are fellowshipping, are we not just chatting? Mm -hmm. Are we not just talking? Mm -hmm. Something comes up, we laugh. There's an issue, we dissect it and we deal with it. That's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And you need to seek that fellowship just as you would seek water in the wilderness. You need to yearn after it and seek it. One of the ways to fellowship with him is to always invite him to come and to be with you in a place or in a circumstance. The Holy Spirit is very different from the devil. He just barges his way into things and forces his way in. But the Holy Spirit never forces. But when you invite him to come for a time of fellowship, I'm going to pray. Will you come along? He, you will suddenly see that your prayer has changed. Now, that same word communion, that's the word we are, the communion of the Holy Spirit. That's what we are dissecting. It also means to share together. To share together. You pour out your heart, and he also pours out his heart. That's, that is what it means, to share together. Hallelujah. That's what was happening when the disciples said in Acts 15:28, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. We are talking about something. We are with something. I noticed that there are many of you, you are Christian all right, you believe in God, you pray but then when you finish praying, then you carry your own problem on your head and you go away with it hmm. and then that's when you come and you say I don't know what to do about this, I don't know what to do about that. but did you share the issue, did you share the problem with the Holy Spirit did you tell him exactly what was going on, did you tell him exactly how the thing was affecting you sharing together you call yourself a prayer warrior does the Holy Spirit speak to you about what he wants you to pray for? He also has what is on his heart. Hmm. And it's very different from what is on your heart. But when you develop that relationship with him, that's when he can come to you and he can also tell you what's on his heart. I am reminded at this point of a very dear sister who spent a lot of time praying. And at that time, she would pray and she would pray. And she and her husband were in the ministry. They would pray about church. They would pray about various things. But she was also somebody very open to the Holy Spirit. And she said one time in her prayer time, the, the, the Holy Spirit just said to her, go and bring a, a globe. She had a globe in her hall. Go and bring it. So she went for the globe. And she was pointed to a country. Pray for that country. Wow. Then pray for that nation. And pray for that nation. And so the sister of mine, as she sat in a in a, a, a community somewhere that nobody knew, she was communicating with God about those places. Do you know, 20 years down the line, this sister is now an international evangelist, going country to country, the places she had been led to pray for. 
But you see, it was because she was communing with the Holy Spirit. Because you and I, as we are sitting there, we don't even care about what's going on there. Let alone about our country. Because it's only this corona scare that has made us pray about our country. Right, so and that one crap is only because we can see that if the thing doesn't go, our lives will not come back to normal. Mm. Let alone praying about a country somewhere that you have never thought about. But you see, that was what was on the spirit's heart, and he let her know it. Why? Because as she fellowshiped, he shared something with her. What is he sharing with you today? Hallelujah. Yeah. To commune also means to be in his presence. To be in his presence. In the Acts 13 scripture I shared with you in verse 2, the Bible says that as they ministered, the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me. So as they were there, they believed that his presence was there. Many times when I'm preaching, I just say, Holy Spirit, you are on. And as I go up, I am aware of the fact that he is there. I am aware of his presence. And that's why sometimes I'm also surprised at a certain knowledge that will come or certain things that will be said. Sometimes the examples that are given are very people are going through. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to do with it. As I'm preaching, he's there. His presence is there saying things and helping me. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you beginning to understand a little bit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. The word communion also means to participate. Mm -hmm. To participate. To participate. That means the Holy Spirit becomes your partner. You and him are doing things. John chapter 16 and verse 13. Howbeit when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears. And he will show you things to come. And so as you are doing, you know, we like to spiritualize it and think it's only our spiritual things that he's in. But he's also in our normal everyday things. My God. And if you invite him, he will come. Your exam that you are doing, he's there with you. Hey. He's there with you. I'm reminded of a time when I was expecting a whole lot of visitors. And I had done some cooking. And the cooking went bad. Man. That morning, as I sat in my car to go to work, I had left a pot of granite soup out to cool because I finished it in the early hours of the morning. I was on my way when I remembered that I had not checked it to put it in the fridge. And I said, oh, there are people in the house. I'm sure they'll take care of it. Because it was before the days of mobile phone. You couldn't call anybody. Mm -hmm. And I went to do my work and finished everything. And when I was done, I, was, I came back home. And as I got back home, they said to me that the whole pot of soup has gone off. Messy. In those days, Kiatamani was under curfew for about three years. And in those days, we had a curfew. And I was like, my God, I don't have anywhere to go. I can't go and buy anything. What do I do? Then I heard a voice. Do you remember that gig business under there? Pick it. Do you remember this one? Pick it. Do you remember that? Pick it. Do you remember that one? Pick it. Do you remember that one? And in 15 years dead, I had a new dish ready. Whoa. The Holy Spirit participating. Yeah. Participating. Because I'm working with him. I'm talking with him. I expect that as things are going on, he's taking part with me. It's up to you. You are the one who opens yourself to that. It's entirely up to you. Hallelujah. Amen. So, let's continue. Number six. The word communion means friendship. Wow. You see? Yeah, the communion of the Holy Spirit. Friendship with the Holy Spirit. What do you do with your friends? I agree. Yeah. What do you do with your friends? You talk to them. You talk to them. 
you just start talking. You know, people are looking for something different and something spooky. Mm. And I talking. What again do you want to do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Your friend you chat. Oh, you start Jesus. to talk. You boss. Yeah, so can I boss the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yes, you can. Wow. Yes, you can. can. Boss the Holy Spirit. Yes, you can. I've had instances where something is happening and I've walked into my said, Holy Spirit, you just have to hear this. I need to tell you about this thing that's happened. And I've gone on to talk. Hmm. You know, at a point I remember that I did it so much. I said, hey, let me not be talking outside when I'm sitting in, the, in those days in the bus. I say, people say, the lady, she has lost her mind. Yes. But I found my way to talk to him. Hallelujah. Amen. An easy friendship. An easy friendship. Because that is why Jesus said, I'm leaving with him, him with you. If Jesus were here, would you not chat with him sometimes? Mm. If he was living in your house, mm. what would you do? Would you not sometimes knock on the door and say, Jesus, can I come in? Will you not just go and sit down? Please, can I sit here? And you sit and you start to talk to him about things. Yes. Many of us are carrying burdens that we don't need to have. You have a friend right there. I want to show you something before I give you my seventh point. You see, when God the Father was the one who was in charge of things, those who were talking to him, we talked directly to him. Mm. When Jesus was the son was walking around, the disciples spoke directly to him. Mm. And then he left the Holy Spirit for us to speak directly. And because of our misinterpretations, here we are, always crying to Jesus. Always crying, Jesus. Hey. Oh God, the Father, help me. But you see, the Holy Spirit is there. And he's holding what you need. I so know. if I were you, I would say to him, help me with this. Now, you don't need to be worried that the whole that you begin to, to worship something strange because the Holy Spirit said, I will always lead you to Jesus. My God. I'll always take you there. What I hear being said is what I will say. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. So you will find invariably that you're praying, but you're praying in a certain way about the thing mm-hmm. or about whatever is on your mind hallelujah instead of you trying to find your own way so you'll find for example that you want to pray about something and then something just drops check the scripture yeah then you go to the scripture and you check out the scripture and ah that's exactly what i need to use to stand and to pray on it's time for us to fellowship with the holy spirit number seven communion means comradeship Comradeship, you know how people say comrade? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, as soon as I hear that word, I think of soldiers. Okay. I think of people who are within the same unit. Now, listen, the person may be your comrade. He's not necessarily your rank. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's not necessarily your rank. And so the Holy Spirit, you see that he was with them. He was part of them. They were comrades. They were friends in the same unit, if you like, in the same battalion. Mm. You see, in the same battalion. Now, that word, it also means commander. The Greek word for communion means commander, like a captain, you see. And so he's leading. And can you see that in the new, in the book of Acts, he really led them. Mm. He really guided them. Some of us, we are just walking our walk, you see. But as you walk, understand that he is in charge. Mm. And so if you spoke to him about it, and if you allowed him to have his way, he will lead you. In a certain way. For example, let's take an example in church. Let's say you have a praise and worship leader. Hey. If you're a good praise and worship leader, you have some preparation time. Yeah. You may even have a list of songs that you want to do, and you write them out and you prepare in prayer. 
go and do your time. You invite the Holy Spirit. And say, Holy Spirit, it's our time now. You're on. And you go up there and you start to flow. There are times when, as you are beginning to leave, a song that is not even in the list comes up. But when you take it up and you you suddenly see that the whole thing goes to a higher dimension. Sometimes something you've written there, you want to read it all. But no, no, move on. You move on, and, and that's how he's guiding you. Mm. And you see, what we are saying is not strange at all. You know, the, 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 the early church, they were so aware of his guiding them that they would even say, he didn't allow us to go into this. We wanted to go to Ephesus. He said, no, not now. Oh. We wanted to go to this next town. He said, no, not now. And they followed it. And you see, that is why they were so successful in the ministry that they had. Because they listened to what the Holy Spirit was saying to them. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want you to begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit and to begin to ask him, you know, talk to him about ordinary things. Mm. I remember one time when I was struggling so much with my quiet time. I think you know what I mean. I was living in a country at that time that was so cold. And when I wake up in the morning, how to get out of the warm bed, and I think about the cold that will hit me as I exit the room, I say, oh, then I'll end up falling asleep again. But I really wanted to have my quiet time. And so I had a discussion with the Holy Spirit about this. And I said, Holy Spirit, you know, you see me waking up, I'm trying, but it's not working. Can you help me? I remember a particular statement I added because I said, please wake me up. And help me get me out of bed. I remember adding these words. And then I went to bed. When I went to bed, at the time that I was supposed to wake up, I woke up. For years, I've not needed an alarm to wake me up. I woke up. But then, as usual, the fight began. It's cold. And as I lay there contemplating the cold, I fell asleep again. But then a wonderful thing happened. A couple of moments later, I began to feel my feet were very cold. You know, in Ghana, our temperatures don't drop that low. Mm. But if you ever live in a place where temperatures go really low, you discover that when your feet are cold, you can't sleep. Mm. So as I lay there, suddenly my feet were cold. When I looked, my feet were out from under the duvet that I had. I said, what? I put them back under and then dropped off. Ah, come on a second. My feet are freezing. Suddenly, I just to wake you up, to get you set, to wow. get you out of. I realized that wow. my friend, the Holy Spirit, had engineered whatever it was that was going on, and I got myself up out of bed, and I began to pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Many of the struggles that you have, discuss them with him. Talk. He's interested. He's interested. interested. If Jesus was standing by you, would you not have spoken to him about those things? Hey. Talk to him about it. Stop the pretense. Our pretense is too much. We try to pretend that we are holier than thou. It's not like that. At all. Mm -hmm. Many of you who are not able to wake up for the prayers that we have in the morning, it's time for you to get to know the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Too much flesh is what is doing you. Mm -hmm. I've got a scripture for you this this morning. Oh, thank you. You. (laughs) Ah, Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me today? Just give me a moment. Tell your neighbor that, look, it's our church. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Good. Is this the one I was looking for? Mm. 
not quite. Let me read this one first, and I'll look for the other one. Galatians 5, 16 to 17. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the, the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Let me read it for you in the New Living Translation, Simple English. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Wow. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Mm. Hey. Those of you who have issues with pornography, I know you're sitting with your parents, so I won't go into it, but I think hey. you know what I'm saying. Mm. You know, mm. maybe sitting down so Somebody else is with you. I, I mean, just look straight. You know, you know how it is. They won't know it's you. <laughs> the sinful nature, verse 17, wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. And so he says that if you walk in the spirit, if you let him guide you, you will end up not fulfilling the sense of the flesh. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. I wanted to read one more scripture to you. In fact, more than one. You see. Mm. Romans 8, 5. Mm. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit... The things of the spirit. You see, at this point in time in our lives, you need to decide what is going to influence you or who is going to influence you. Mm. Are you going to be ruled by your flesh? Oh, no. By your canal, your canal nature. Oh, yeah. It's your canal nature that feels that, oh, I prayed for 20 minutes is enough. The crisis that we are facing, you can see that it's not a 20 minute matter. Mm. It's a serious thing and you need to work on it and tackle it seriously. Rise up, get yourself out of bed, and actually pray. Hallelujah. Amen. And stop letting the flesh dominate you. One of the things about the flesh is that it easily responds to what Satan wants. Mm. You see that you have made up your mind. I won't do this again. I won't do that again. But when the flesh, when an idea comes and the flesh rises up, and before you are aware, you have done things that are not seemly. And so you need to get yourself to a place where you are beginning to become a natural, a, a supernatural person. Let me read one of my favorite verses to you. Read it. Wow. We love the scriptures. Ah, I love the scriptures. You see, that's another thing. When you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't enjoy the scriptures. Nice. Yeah. He is the one who helps you. So if you find that you are struggling with the word, no shame. Talk to him about it. Come on. Holy Spirit, they say that I should like the word, but as I'm there, I don't enjoy it. Can you help me, please? When you take your Bible out the next time, I promise you it will make sense to you. First Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 2 and verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the mm. Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Mm. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man, not the satanic man. Mm. Your greatest problem, actually, most of the time is not even Satan, it's your natural self. Wow. You need to decide, am I going to be a spiritual person? Or am I going to be a natural person? If you're a natural person, then even watching cry, you should stop. And just go and do whatever you are going to do. But if you decide that you're going to be a spiritual person, then get into it and let God begin to guide you by His Spirit. And by His Word. These are what God has left for us. Jesus left them for us to help us. So for instance, natural man, when you are broke, mm. what do you do? 
You borrow, you take a loan, you look for help from a friend, it's all okay, you do whatever. And then when you go for it, know that you have always, sister, you have carried the ghost. It won't get down now. Hey. You'll be paying, sir. Uh. That's the natural. What does the supernatural hmm. say? When I had school fees to pay, and I still pay fees for people, even though my children are grown up and gone, I pay my tithe. Because when I pay my tithe, God assures me in His word that he's going to open the floodgates of heaven and pour an overflowing blessing. So I'm expecting it. So I pay my tithe. I pay my offerings. If I am against a seriously steep mountain, I plant a seed. Why? Because the Bible says that what you sow, you will reap. It says if you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. You see. Person. So rather than look for a loan, I look for what word or what thing I would do that will bring me a response. Mm. I need a pay rise. Usually I don't even talk about it. I increase my tithe. That's all. Wow. Because he says when I give it, multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, yeah. overflowing. That's what he'll give. Now, natural men. Hmm. are sitting down and criticizing hmm. and trying to make us ashamed of what we believe. Hmm. But if you are a child of the Spirit, you do what the Lord wants you to do. Natural men. Can they not see, can they not see that they have come to the end of their naturalness? Hmm. Today, as we are here, look at the Corona battle. Hmm. Look at it. You need to see something. Hmm. That something can bring you down. Hmm. Can you believe it? As we are sitting here, planes are down. Hmm. Everywhere. Everywhere. Long Everywhere. Down. Love. My God, hmm. not just Ghana. Hmm. Hey, hmm. Proud America, their planes are down. Hmm. Proud UK, their planes are down. Hmm. <laughs> it, is, it is shocking. Hmm. Absolutely shocking. Sini, sini. It's like a film. Hmm. People who were earning money right now, they are, they, are, they are nervous. They are jittery. Can you not see that those things are transient? It's time to turn and just stake your 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 put your what put your 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 choice on God. Choose Him. Choose Him. It's about time. Whole thing is that our aim as believers is to want to be filled by the Spirit. Now people say, oh, but is it that the Spirit He comes at His half or His quarter? It's when you talk like that is your naturalness. That is showing. Mm -hmm. The spirit is not the problem. We are the problem. Mm -hmm. There are things that you do, even when you do them, you can feel that he has moved away from you. Mm -hmm. That's why we pray for the Holy Spirit every day. Because we know that in the normal running of life, things happen. See it like a saucepan or a big pan is on your head. Mm -hmm. And the pan is full of oil. And you're going about your duties. And see it as you spill a bit here and you spill a bit there. And so each time you come back for a refill. Oh. Are you seeing it? That's oh. just to give you a bit of an analogy or a bit of a, a of some imagery. Let's go to Ephesians 5. So what is the answer? I'm saying to you that you should begin to live a spirit-filled life. A spirit-filled spirit life. Some of us are in a hurry. We think it is part one, two, three, and it's done. No, you are building a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The more you know about the Holy Spirit, the more relaxed you are with him, and the more he can guide you into what you should do. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, and this is where I'm going to pull out a few things, and I'll end here for this week. 
And people say, oh, this guy is too known. Too known, you are too natural. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. Another thing that will happen is that you have a new song in your heart. You have a new song. Because it says you'll be singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Many of us, our hearts are full of a lot of things. Worry, confusion, bitterness, unforgiveness. Hey, so many things. And you know, some of the sicknesses that you have are from the things that are in your heart. So the sooner you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to purge you Mm. and to get those things out, the better for you. You will have something in there. That's why, you know, some people, as we come to know the Lord, even our physical self seems to change. Yeah. And it's not really that you're changing. It's just that something is bubbling out of your heart. Yes. Something is bubbling out of your heart. Something and you have a spirit. new song because you'll be singing and making melody. And then it goes on in verse 20 to say, giving thanks always. Giving thanks always for all things. Amen. You'll find that the third manifestation of having that fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't check. You'll be giving thanks. Mm. doesn't take long to be giving thanks. I realized at first when we realized that we're going to be locked in. Mm-hmm. And as I prepared my house for the lockdown, oh, I've never had a time in my life where there's nowhere to go, you know. Mm-hmm. So right now, my quiet time can be as long as it wants to be. Oh, Lord. I can pray for as long as I want the to pray. Real I suddenly saw some books that I've been wanting to read and piled them. Mm-hmm. Years have passed. I never had the chance mm-hmm. to even open them because something's always happening. I started to realize that people that I didn't have time to talk to. Oh, wow. 
suddenly I discovered that in the middle of this crisis, there was thanksgiving coming from my Thanking God for so many things that would come. I want to say to you that you should try to, you should begin to just fellowship, fellowship with him. Now he says in verse 21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. You find that as you flow with the Holy Spirit, he makes a servant of God out of you. Mm. Quickly, you begin to desire the things that he has placed in front of you, the things that he has placed ahead of you, the things he has required of you to do. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. So in these times, as I begin to draw to a close, in these times that we have ahead of us, we don't know how many more days we have or how many more weeks we have. But I want to say to you that the e-church is a reality. Mm. What do I mean by that? We are not going to be able to meet until the ban on meeting is lifted. Mm. And so it means that no matter where you are, going physically to a church is not happening. What you do have is the e-church. Mm. The e-church, electronic church, and the church on the ways. You see, what you mm. have there, we are having a service. That is the word online. Online. And so it is good for you to begin by being prudent. Mm. Be wise. Be wise. Some of you have left yourself. You mm. know, like how you normally do on holiday, especially those of you who are students. Mm. Somebody recently were looking for the person. 9.30, the person was still in bed. Mm. And it's asleep. And it's a stomach. And it's a folding of the arms to rest. So shall thy poverty. Hey. Address to you. Yeah. It comes, you see. Want as an armed man. We're not going to spend this time sleeping away. Oh, we have a lot of things to do. Take part. Marshal yourself to take part. May every spirit of stubbornness fall away from you as you commune with the Holy Spirit. Be begin in this time, you know. I'm thankful for this time because you need time to know somebody. And when you want to know somebody, at times, the beginning of the friendship, you really have to talk a lot, chat a lot. I mean, you know, to know the person. As you are beginning to know the Holy Spirit now, I want you to spend time fellowshipping with him. Wow. When you wake up in the morning, greet him as you greet everybody in your house. Mm. When you are going to have your quiet time, ask him to join you. Ask him to join you. I talk to him every day and I say, help me please. Tomorrow morning, I really would want to come back and have a time with you. Mm. And he will wake you up. And he will help you. And he will get you out of bed. I don't know what the issue is that you are facing. But he will help you to overcome it. Mm. So that you can also take part. Because the truth is that, Christians, it is fellowship that makes us strong. Mm. That's why you have some people who are fighting this idea of not going to church. Mm. But you see, it has happened before. Even in the Bible, it has happened. <laughs> it has happened before. you know. But we will survive. But you take the fellowshipping times that you have and draw near and be part of what is going on so that your call will be fired up. You yourself will be fired up again. Hallelujah. Amen. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In closing, I want to read our verse again. And I want you to just tuck it away in your heart. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. It's trying to disappear from my um, Yes. That's why they say when the electronics are for you, they work in your favor. But it will come. Second Corinthians 13. It's the very last verse in Second Corinthians. And it says, What the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion, the sharing together, the participating, the fellowshipping, the communing, 
the comradeship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen and amen. Shall we bow down our heads to pray? Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Spirit of God, thank you for teaching us of yourself. Lord, we ask that you will help us to know the person of the Holy Spirit and to teach us to fellowship with him and to know him. Idleness, but let them be fruitful days, sweet days. And because we are growing to know him, I thank you so much for this opportunity. Jesus name. And now as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, maybe into this broadcast, maybe you are a church member, maybe you're not a church member, maybe you just turned in or tuned in supported supposedly by chance. But before you can enjoy the fruit that and you know the Holy Spirit, you need to give your life to Jesus. He is the door. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so I want to invite you this morning to give your life to Jesus Christ. And how do you do that? He says to us in Romans 10, 9 and 10, he says, What is in the heart? We need to confess it with our mouth in order to be saved. And so in these few minutes ahead, I want you to bow down your head. And I want you to say this prayer after me if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Let us pray. You want to say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I come to you today, to you today as, a as a sinner. Please wash me Please wash in the blood of Jesus. Jesus. Cleanse me Cleanse from my sins. Cleanse. Please write my name write in, my the in the book of life. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. from today, Thank you. my Savior, my and you are my Lord. I thank you, thank you for saving me, saving me. in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-B-A-C. God richly bless you.